Hello and welcome to Melody AM, the Nordic Music Podcast. I'm Chris. And I'm Doron. And as you know by now, we are very keen on the music from Denmark, Sweden, Norway, Finland, Iceland and the Faroe Islands. You'll also know by now that we usually interview an artist. But in today's episode, we have taken a slightly different route. When Duron was visiting in Stockholm recently, I took him, as I take every single person who ever comes to Stockholm, to the ABBA Museum. And we came out thinking, we need to talk about ABBA in the podcast. They're one of the most important Nordic acts of all time. And we were lucky enough to be able to speak to Caroline Fagerlind, who is the museum director of the ABBA Museum. And she talked to us about the importance of the museum in ABBA's legacy, about its role within Stockholm as a cultural institution, about the new Voyage album and the upcoming tour. So, Jerome, what did you think of the museum? I absolutely loved it. This experience was a totally different experience for me. I loved how interactive and dynamic the exhibits were. And what strikes me about that museum is that anyone can enjoy it, not just the avid ABBA fans. There really is something for everyone. So it was an absolute pleasure to be there. And I'm also reminded of some of the quirky elements. And Chris, I don't know if you remember that we chatted to one of the museum assistants who came to talk to us. And she showed us one of the exhibits where there was, I think it was a clown or a figurine of a clown that she was convinced every now and again moves on its own. Do you remember that? I do remember. And she wouldn't have it when we said, oh, it might be the cleaners. I think she thinks, you know, maybe it's haunted. Maybe it's Frida or Agneta popping in on their days off. I think that's probably the, the, the more likely scenario. And one of the elements that really fascinated me was how ABBA themselves are involved in some of the exhibits still to this day. And you'll find out a bit more about that from our chat with Caroline Fagerlind. But because of that involvement, it really wouldn't be surprising to me if Agneta or Frida popped in and moved that clown every now and again just to confuse people who are looking at it regularly. Chris, you are a long-term ABBA fan. And one thing I don't know is how did you start your ABBA journey and when? My ABBA journey started in a slightly unconventional route. If you can cast your mind back to 1995, I was in WH Smith with my mum and I was really longing for the new pulp album, Different Class. But my mum was aware that it was vaguely controversial. The tabloids had been criticising it because there'd been mentions of drug use and things like that. And so she said, I'm not buying you that, but I will buy you ABBA Gold. And uh, I don't really know how she got to there from that, but I thank her for it. Yeah, so Mrs. Lily literally said gay rights. <laughs> well, I don't think that was her intention at the time, but that was the ultimate result, yeah. <laughs> I think back to my childhood and my, my first and probably still most prominent ABBA memory is watching television with my parents and the music video for The Winner Takes It All came on. And... I'm still struck by the impression it left on me because obviously the song is in a minor key. It's a very sad sounding song. And that combined with how Agneta looked throughout, just so sad and, and bruised, that just stayed with me as a, as, a, as a real strong feeling of Abba's music, which is weird for me to observe because my perception is that for most people, Abba is 
well the connotation is happy music and you know they're bangers gimme 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 and dancing queen and all of those happy tunes whereas for me that seminal memory of abba was that really sad song the imagery of anietta looking just completely devastated you you say that but and it's true. I mean, obviously, ABBA are famous for their party bangers. There's no wedding disco without them. But actually, so many of their songs are completely tinged with sadness. A lot of the lyrics are about separations and divorce and really, you know, upsetting adult themes about your childhood. You're losing your child, you know, not not to death, but when they grow up and they go to school and they have their own lives and the sorrow you feel as a parent in that. And so much of it is disguised by these major keys and these upbeat you know synth melodies when actually they are the pioneers really of that modern scandinavian sound of upbeat songs mixed with very sad lyrics yeah and i think for me going into that museum and finding out a bit more about how those songs came about what their process was of writing their music and seeing some of the other things that they've done since their days in ABBA was just so illuminating and it was just a very special experience. It really was. One of the things I really loved uh, about the museum was seeing the whole segment about Waterloo and about how ABBA actually made it to Eurovision. And I subsequently did a bit of research around this and to my absolute shock and surprise, I found out a fact that I think is really unacceptable. You probably know this already, Chris, but I'm really upset about this. Turns out that in 1974, at the Eurovision, where ABBA presented the magnificent Waterloo, which ended up taking the crown, the UK gave ABBA zero points. Yeah, it's shocking, isn't it? The UK has shown for many years now a complete lack of taste when it comes to Eurovision and clearly it's not just a recent phenomenon clearly it was also happening in 1974 as well unbelievable if you go to the Ab Museum you can at least rest assured that there's a huge amount of information and, and brilliant exhibits about Waterloo and about their participation in the Eurovision Song Contest and of course, in the contest that happened before it, Melodie Festivalen, that ABBA won in order to actually represent Sweden in the Eurovision Song Contest. And if you want to know a bit more about Melodie Festivalen, do check out our third episode, which had the interview with Pure Shores, where we also talk about this cultural phenomena in a bit more detail. And so, without further ado, here is our interview with Caroline Fargeland. We hope you enjoy it as much as we enjoyed chatting to her. Hi, Caroline. Thank you for joining us. Thank you, you for having me. You are the museum director of the ABBA Museum. A pretty cool job. It is. It's a very cool job. Were you always an ABBA fan? No, I wasn't, actually. Um... It came about when I was studying as a project manager in Stockholm and uh, they uh, needed someone to do their practice at the company. 
that was about to take ABBA the museum on an exhibition tour. So I jumped on the practice for nine weeks and they were very happy about what I did. So they wanted me to stay and uh, get a job there. Uh, so at the same time, as I wrote my examina for my education, I was traveling to London to set up an exhibition uh, about ABBA. Okay. So back then it was called ABBA World and it was touring around the world, starting off in London. London is almost like the second home of ABBA, it feels like. It is. It feels like that. Yeah. So, I mean, after uh, after touring with the exhibition, it was always this idea of having a permanent exhibition in Stockholm, Sweden, the hometown of, of ABBA. And I was assigned to continue working with the project and I have had different roles in the in this company as I am now the uh, museum director for approximately I think it is now three years now um, so working my way up from from a practice to uh, the director of the museum so it has been a, a very joyful and uh, scary uh, ride uh, but I have loved it all the way. In the past decade the ABBA museum has become such a prominent attraction for tourists visiting Stockholm. What was the mission statement for, for the inception in the first place? Was it that tour that you were talking about? That's a really good question. And it started, the idea started actually many, many years ago from a person that was working with Benny Anderson as a PR consultant. So she asked Benny if they could add an uh, item on the uh, dis on display in the reception of uh, the hotel that uh, Benny has, Hotel Rival. By then, he didn't think that that was to to mix um, the ABBA brand with with the hotel. But as the time went by, she didn't want to uh, stop asking about it, and she saw this um, dream uh, of having a museum about ABBA. So that's where the initial idea came from in the first place. And obviously, tourists have asked about this even before it was any museum. So they just assumed that uh, it has to be a museum about ABBA in Sweden. Uh, so she kept continue and, and uh, asked the question about having a museum or exhibition about uh, the ABBA members. And they were not keen on the thought in the first place, since a museum is seen very much indeed like if a person has is no longer with us, you do a, a memorabilia, you do a museum, uh, and they they are always very, very active and, and making new music and new musicals and movies. And they really wanted to create something that was very interactive and being a part of the show. And with that thought in mind, they said yes, happily for us. So the members were very involved in the making and creating in the idea uh, of this exhibition. And then our curator that uh, still works with us, Ingmarie Halling, she was on tour with ABBA. So she was a very strong figure in making this exhibition come to life and mixing the memorabilia and the original items with the experience of it so that you could try something, you can quiz, you can dance, you can really walk in the footsteps of, of ABBA and follow their story around. So 
I think that that concept is what visitors really love and enjoy uh, when they come to visit the museum. There are all of those exciting exhibits in there. And we were wondering, do you have a favorite? Yes, I do. So I have worked with the exhibition for many years now, just over 10 years. So I have seen and, and be with the project for all the exhibitions that we have created. And one of my favorite ones is actually a temporary exhibition that we did. It's called uh, Good Evening Europe about the Eurovision Song Contest, since it's a very uh, connected exhibition to the group of ABBA as well with the Waterloo, of course, in Brighton. So we created that exhibition and it really was candy shop to walk through these costumes that everyone has worn during the years and the storytelling, also very interactive with quiz, etc. cetera, uh, a karaoke scene. Uh, that was one of my favorite uh, exhibitions through, through the years. <laughs> I actually did go to that exhibition and it was marvelous. Yeah. yeah, it was a lot of fun. And I remember the doll, the Barbie dolls you had in the foyer, especially. Oh, yeah. All decorated as former contestants from Eurovision. It was really lovely. And we still have those dolls. So, uh, I mean, we, we have to figure out how to use them again because they are just marvellous. We have this temporary exhibitions and the permanent one. And by doing that, we always continue to develop and explore the ABBA group in in any sort of way, like the connection to the band and the new music. Uh, now they are creating new music as well. So the musical history just continues uh, on and on. It has been the most momentous time in ABBA's career for 40 years. How have you experienced that there at the museum? Wow, it has been emotional. I think to put it in one word, that's a very good word to use right now, because seeing all of these fans, reading their letters and coming to the shop and buying a new record after 40 years, that is emotional. And we in the staff and my team, uh, we are very grateful that the story continues of course, and the new music to add on in the exhibition and to develop in, in that sense, the storytelling around this. But I think one word emotional and to see the visitors so happy about finally that they did what they said they would never do, <laughs> they actually did. So, I mean, can't trust them. Uh, if they say that they won't do it again, I don't know. <laughs> well, I think Bjorn and Benny have said not again, but Frida has hinted that it might not be the end. So there is still some hope, isn't there? We will see. We will it's, see. Uh, it's the same with the Mamma Mia movie. Is it going to be a third or not? I mean, if uh, the ABBA members feel that this is something that they are happy to do, I think they would. I mean, that's just my personal view because they have always talked about that they will continue to do this if they think it's fun and uh, joyful. Uh, so they took a break, but uh, now they're on again. And walking into the studio, just how they tell the story about how it felt so natural to stand there again, all the four of them. And, and that is really very emotional. 
it has from the few interviews and promotional material around it it has seemed like they're having fun you can kind of tell that they're doing this for the joy which is which is lovely as a fan to see that yeah. they feel that yeah to uh, go back to the question about if I was a ABBA fan uh, when I started at this job no I wasn't it wasn't the the reason uh, why I started working with it however I am now the respect for these four people and the music that they create for the visitors that has brought so much joy into the lives all over the world that gives you a, a perspective of what these four persons really mean for for everyone so i am definitely a ABBA fan now that's really nice to hear so voyage obviously it's an album but also a tour how long did you know about that in advance? What was it like keeping that secret? It was indeed a very, very kept secret. I didn't know that much about it until very, very close to uh, when it was released. So we were preparing for an exhibition because obviously we wanted to show the new uh, music that ABBA was going to create. So we knew that it was coming something but we didn't know what and we didn't know when. I was preparing the team for creating an exhibition that we didn't know any of the contents. What are we supposed to show? I don't know. What are we supposed to uh, send in in the screens and, and tell the story about? We don't know. So we created like a blank wall to be prepared for very fast uh, work when we knew what we were supposed to add to this exhibition. So it was a very fun project to work with, knowing, not knowing what we are supposed to show. Fun, but difficult. Very difficult. Yeah. Uh, and we are keen on keeping a very high quality in everything we do. So we want to do this so good. It, it has to be the best thing and we don't know what we can get. <laughs> It was scary. When we were there, we saw one of the suits that we think one of the other members wore for filming all the green screen stuff. Is, can you reveal whose suit that was? It, it is Benny's suit. We got it to the museum just a couple of weeks ago. So we got the motion caption uh, suit that Benny wore during the recordings of uh, the digital show that they are going to make in, in London. Uh, so they were rehearsing the show here in Stockholm, making all the moves for the show. Every song that they are supposed to perform digitally in, in London, they have made all the moves in that suit. Uh, so we have it now as an add-on to the Voyage uh, exhibition part uh, of the museum. And did you get to see any of the rehearsals? I did hear that they did them in, is it Sonne? And that they had all the dinner ladies come in each day as their audience. Did you get to be part of that too? I saw pictures and photos uh, and moving uh, clips as well, but I wasn't there on site, no. That's a shame. It is. I should have been. (laughs) (laughs) 
the day that we visited the museum, we got chatting to one of your very, very lovely members of staff who was just very helpful and, and answered all of our questions, including some tidbit about, I think, the most exciting exhibit in the museum, which is the telephone. She said that she was there once when Frida rang the telephone and and just to explain to our listeners there is a telephone there that you are instructed to pick up the phone if it rings and if it rings it means that one of the members of ABBA is on the other side is that correct Caroline? That is correct yes indeed the telephone is it's actually one of my my favorite parts of the museum as well so I totally agree with you the idea came from uh, Frida actually to have this telephone in the museum since she wanted to sometimes call and just check up on the visitors and how are you doing? How do you like our museum? Uh, And so far, so uh, all the four members have called the telephone and now it has been a while since since anyone called. So I'm glad you brought it up because uh, we were speaking to to the members about the telephone to, to have them call. And they just, well, you have to remind us and then we will call. So right back at us. <laughs> they'll probably be listening to this and then they'll remember to call. I expect that's what will happen. Probably, probably. Yeah. Yes. So now they will call the phone more yeah. often. <laughs> I think so. Yes. You probably have so many different types of fans and visitors coming in. Yeah. Is there a way for you to think of the the average demographic you know who who is the average fan that that comes to the ABBA museum do you see new generations discovering ABBA through the museum yeah so talking about these uh last eight years it has been in Stockholm we have had 2.1 million visitors who all have been walking in and dancing out as our logo and and tag is which means that obviously we have a, a very large um, demographic of, of these visitors and we have had several of the visitor surveys to ask them about the exhibition and then we also have uh, registered where are the visitors from um, and also the ages. So we do see from going back eight years until now a slightly um, increase of a younger generation. I think some of the parts of, of why is that uh, ABBA speaks to the younger generation through Mamma Mia. So when the movies came out and our exhibition that we created about Mamma Mia, I think that was one of the key points of attracting younger generation. And also we added a student ticket prices. Then we saw uh, an increase of, of the younger and the next generation. It is very wonderful to see that the next generation are actually taking ABBA into their lives and the music that they create. It's like you always love the old classics and it still, it stays with you. And I think the younger generation, they see that. So they want to listen to the, the classical music that is, that is ABBA and Tina Turner or Bruce Springsteen, the, the, the classical music. Uh, and maybe mix it up with the new, new things that are coming, uh, of course, but al- always going back to these songs that are totally timeless and for everyone to listen to. 
at any point. And actually, Dancing Queen was, in fact, one of the top songs uh, rated through Feel Good Music. It, it was up there on, on top three of songs that you feel happy when you listen to. And this is science speaking. So, <laughs> I mean, you can't sit still. When you listen to ABBA's music, speaking about working with, with the ABBA exhibition for s- some years now, and my team that is working uh, in the exhibition, they never get tired of this music. And we always get this this question, how can you listen to, I mean, isn't it to listen to s- same music every day, uh, all day, but this music is different. You can't compare it to to m- much else uh, that is that is created. It's my belief uh, that you can listen to this how many times you like, and it's still very, very good because it's so well created. It's, it's true. It, it's created so perfectly and it really connects with every generation. I remember as a young teenager, the first album I got was Abba Gold. Then I look at my nieces who were also children and growing up. They listen to Abba. It does just feel like it's just going on and on and on. And I can't see that changing. Exactly. It says it all when you see the charts today and the number ones that Voyage album has uh, all all around the world. And the record sales has gone up in, in countries due to ABBA's music. And it says everything. This music is really timeless and it has no specific generation connected to it. We are used to talk about three words in the exhibition, and that is the music, the magic, and the memories. Because even if you like the music, even if you're not an ABBA fan, as you are referring to, you come here for the music and the magic in the experience. And the memories is, if you have memories, you want to relive them again. And that is like, if you compare it to smelling to a perfume that you love, you have these memories through this perfume. It's the same with music. It takes you to a place and you experience It's very emotional for many of the visitors to walk through this exhibition because the music does that to you. When you dance out, you you have had a one and a half hour of joy that will stay with you for for quite some time. You must hear the the music of ABBA all the time. Mm -hmm. Can we be cheeky and ask you which of their old songs still sound fresh to you and which ones would you wish to never hear again? Ah! (laughs) I actually, I change favourites. I think that uh, Slipping Through My Fingers is one of the songs that talks to me very uh, on, a, on a personal level. It's, it speaks to me in, in that sense of missing out on, on uh, being away um, much or when, when you have children uh, to really think about that, to really think about what is important in life. And if you were asking me if there is a song <laughs> that <laughs> I... I can compare it with if I would change the channel on the radio when it came on. <laughs> yeah. And that is Waterloo, uh, actually. So when I hear that song, I tend to change the radio station. Yes, I can say that much. <laughs> the song that launched them for the world, but not for you. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I think maybe to talk about what songs that you have heard um, most of the time that is uh, waterloo so maybe it's a like a working damage 
for for my end. Yeah, um, it's, it's, I like that you mentioned slipping through my fingers. Yeah. Both of my sisters um, have children and neither of them can listen to that song because they say it upsets them too much thinking about their children, you know, moving out and leaving home and, yeah. and things. It is a very moving song. It is. And I mean, on that note where, where you speak about Abba's music that being timeless and, and so well produced in, in so many ways, I mean, listening to, to that song is, uh, and Andante Andante is, is another, I mean, I have a long list of songs <laughs> that, that are my favorites. So uh, it's very hard to pick one, actually, because uh, they have um, they have their own feeling to it and uh, it depends on on the mood I guess. Thank you for allowing us to finally make you face your Waterloo. <laughs> You were talking about the ABBA fans and they flock to the museum like like an ABBA mecca. Yes. We are creating an exhibition that is called Wall of Fans. Okay. So we will create this exhibition with the fans, for the fans, <laughs> and show the storytelling about what is it to be a, a fan. Why did they become a, a fan to ABBA and uh, what is their story around it all? So we want to present an exhibition about the fans. What a great idea. That's yeah. brilliant. And when you approach that, how much are the band members involved in creating a new exhibition like that, for example? Björn Elvius is one of the owner of the company Pop House Entertainment that includes ABBA the Museum. So he is very much involved in the board meetings. We meet him to discuss new ideas, to discuss exhibitions, and he's very creative. He wants to be involved. And we recently uh, discussed of uh, upgrading the fifth member stage and he was very keen on joining that because he wants to know what is new on the market what what can we create and develop that is the best thing which makes us all in this company be like that we we want to create this together with Bjorn so uh, he is very involved and also uh, Ingmarie Halling, who is a curator, she is still a, a very good friend with the members. So she can actually ask the members, did you have this color on the wallpaper? Or do you have some photos that we can, can use so that this will be as authentic as it should be in this exhibition? So having this close relations to the members is a very important thing to develop this exhibition in the best way. As someone who is Stockholm-based, what else would you recommend for visiting fans to see in the surrounding area that is related to the band? We actually created a ABBA the Museum walk uh, just the other year. And that idea was initially due to the COVID situation because I wanted to create an experience that was outside, still about ABBA and very secure way to to visit so the tour takes you to places on 
Djurgården in Stockholm, where the museum is based, where you can visit places related to ABBA. So you will walk through an hour uh, approximately and look at where they performed at Gröna Lund stage in 1975, mm -hmm. for example. Uh, there are many spots uh, through Stockholm that is connected to the four members. My favorite is the um, in Skansen, the room where they shot the sleeve for the visitors. It's such a surprisingly small room, but mm. obviously so majestic. Yeah, that is really a magnificent picture. And then on that album, you can really see that on the visitors album, you can see that the four members are, are really looking Uh, not together, uh, they are looking at something else and you can see almost that this is the last album for the moment. Yes. <laughs> It's a far cry from the sleeves of, you know, Super Trooper and the other, the other sleeves. It's a very different vibe. They, they are quite distant from each other and, and you can see that, yeah. The show, Abba Voyage, is starting shortly. There's been rumors that one day the show might have a residency in Abba's city of Stockholm. Is there anything you can tell us about that? No comments. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I am hoping that this is true, but I have nothing confirmed. Okay, you and me both. Yeah, obviously it would be fantastic if this digital show could actually tour and that Stockholm would be um, a, the place to be, one of the places to be. So we'll just have to wait and see. That sounds exciting. Abba Museum will be celebrating its 10th anniversary reasonably soon. Yeah, we are uh, updating the exhibition uh, with quite some um, interactive parts, so uh, which I won't mention today. No. However, uh, definitely uh, there will be new features in the exhibition uh, to come. Yeah. <laughs> okay. And we just have one final question to ask you, which links back to our tour around the museum and our discussion with your lovely staff member. And we were talking about the piano that every now and again starts playing on its own. Ooh. And the rumor is that when it's playing in the museum, mm -hmm. it's actually being played in real time by Benny. This is something that uh, we had from the very beginning. So. The, when we opened the museum in 2013, uh, we had this self-playing piano and we had a feature that was supposed to be connected to the Skeppsholmen, uh, where Benny has his studio. So it is true that this feature exists. However, it is not used So it's actually pre-recorded at the moment. So Benny Anderson has sat in the Polar studio that we have in the exhibition. They played two songs. So sometimes during the day, the sound gets very dim in the exhibition and you hear Benny playing. So it is true that it is Benny playing, but it's not the, um, uh, the actual in real time. When going around the museum, in one of the exhibitions, you had a purple polar bomber jacket 
uh, in kind of silk material. Yeah, yeah. And we both fell in love with it and uh, were agonized when there wasn't a replica available in the gift shop. Um, so just a personal request for future plans, mm -hmm. uh, replicas of that bomber jacket, please. Love that request. I just love it. Uh, and, and speaking of uh, requests for the shop and memorabilia, uh, we we do uh, very much work with the fans and our visitors and asking them what would they want to see in the shop and what would you like to buy if, if there was a product uh, that looked like this. So, And that's how the uh, cat dresses was created and the kimonos uh, that we have in the shop. So I would definitely take that request and uh, follow up and send you uh, something if it will be in 2022. <laughs> that was a beautiful jacket. Yeah. <laughs> and I do have one of the cat beach towels. I don't think you sell it anymore, but uh, a few years ago. Yeah, we did have cat that. beach towel. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. I love the cat products. Talking about Sweden and and Abba at the at the same time with the um, blue and yellow. Um, mm. I love that in the shop. Such an iconic design. The cats. It is. It is. Yeah. So uh, and I mean uh, we get some visitors from. Uh, abroad that is asking about this photo op that we have um, just outside the museum. We have this photo op on Aber in the cat dresses. So when we take that for reconstruction, uh, they ask for it. They they are like, where, where is the photo op? So it has really become a famous landmark uh, in, in Stockholm, the, the famous cat dresses photo op. <laughs> so you have to take a picture in that. <laughs> I think if you check our Instagram, uh, eventually there'll probably be one up there. We did, <laughs> I yes. I love it, I love it. <laughs> we Good. did about, you know, 12, 13 iterations of that just to be on the safe side, so yes. So check, check on that. Good, good. Yeah, it will be there. Uh, Caroline, thank you so much for, first of all, for joining us and for telling us so many exciting things about the ABBA Museum and about your involvement in it. And again, we, we have to encourage anyone who has not been before and like Chris, who has been four times, go again, because it is such a brilliant experience. And we spent a couple of hours and could have spent the whole day. So thank you for creating that experience. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. It was very nice speaking to you as well. So welcome everyone to Stockholm. <laughs> So there was our interview with Caroline Fargaland and one thing I will be doing is going to the gift shop looking for that purple jacket that we mentioned in the interview and hoping that I will be able to buy it shortly. Can you pick one up for me please in size extra large? Thank you. We will look a dream walking down the street together in our shiny purple silk jackets. <laughs> Abba twins. Yes. What other products have you bought from the shop in the past? Um, big ABBA fans will be familiar with the cat print dresses that the girls wore. I do have a beach towel with one of those on it, which I love. Um, I have also bought in the past, obviously, Honey Honey Honey. Honey Honey Honey. That, that is just genius. Do they sell anything like uh, Chiquitita Chicken Tikka? Um, I apologise for that terrible joke. No, I loved it. Actually, I wish they did. What other products do we think they could uh, sell in there on an ABBA theme? Oh, crikey. How about a little lamb soft toy 
with an embossing of the song lyric, I still have faith in you. <laughs> that was really bad, yeah. Okay, okay. Oh, this one, you're gonna hate this one. Um, gloves. Like super, super grippy gloves for, you know, gardening and things. For um, slipping through my fingers so things don't slip. No. It needs some work, doesn't wow, it? Wow, that's really bad. Okay, here's, here's one final suggestion from me. How about if once a year the gift shop of the Abbey Museum opens at 23.59 and then at the gong of midnight they open the store and they sell a man. I'm there. Your best idea, yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. I think uh, if we do approach Caroline with these, she'll probably never speak to us again. Yeah, I don't think she's going to hire us as merchandisers for the store anytime soon, so we'd better hang on to our day jobs, Chris. Exactly. And thank you all very much for listening to this latest episode of Melody AM, the Nordic music podcast. We are very excited about our next guest, who is a Swedish gentleman, although whilst he is based in Stockholm where this episode is set, we are actually going to be exploring a different Swedish region with this particular gentleman and Norway. All will become clear and we will be dropping hints as to who the gentleman in question is through our Instagram. So if you don't follow us already, please do. We are at Melody AM Pod. That's right. And don't forget also to check out our website, which is www.melodyam.com forward slash ABBA. There will be further photos from our trip to the ABBA Museum. Hopefully no video footage of us singing and dancing, but I can't promise anything. Noted. And there will also be one of our playlists. And before we go, we also want to say a final thank you to Minute Taker, who created our theme from Melody AM. And do check out his latest release, which is a song called I Don't Understand, a song for Ukraine. And all of the proceeds from that song are going to go to Ukraine. Thank you very much again, and hey door. Hadebra.